0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lineup with Dave Prodan. I'm Dave Prodan, and this is an off week for us. Uh, Producer Miguel Clemente, who has been leading the charge all season for us and, in my humble opinion, has been really instrumental in elevating the podcast, is taking a well-deserved break. So in place of a new lineup episode, we are playing the entire audio interview from WSL's one-on-one series episode with current CT frontrunner Zhao Shionka. Zhao's episode was recorded ahead of the Rip Curl Pro Bells Beach with broadcaster Joe Truppell sitting down to get into the mind of Brazil's newest weapon in the hunt for the undisputed world title. Produced by Shannon Waller, please enjoy One-on-One with Zhao Shionka. The good old clap take one? That's
1: right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I did. I wanted to be a world champion. Is there honesty involved in this? podcast can we be honest
0: we can shut your lips and then i'll just say put them up once let's go he's
1: like you look too
0: pretty on the way in. get ugly we can talk about dmt if you want <laughs> I <on your> boxing. <laughs> come on hey, in you good my friend.
1: job thank you have a seat thank you thanks for joining us
2: thanks for having me how are you feeling <laughs> feeling good yeah Fresh. Fresh. It's good to be back at Bells. Scored waves all there. Scored waves and super grateful after last year, just be on the same spot again, be on the same place. Bells, Bell's was really special for me somehow. So I was just really looking to be here again.
1: So cool. Yeah. Welcome back, man. Welcome Thank back. You. Gosh, so much to catch up with you on. Let's just uh, start simply. Joao. If I want to say it perfectly. Joao. Joao. Yeah. Does that sound pretty good?
2: You're going, you're somewhere there, like, Yeah. 70%.
1: How do you like the pronunciations <laughs> you've heard so far? Well, I think
2: you just say Joao. Like Joao. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Kind of like that. Perfect, yeah. You just gotta push the the Joao. I like that. Harder. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Joao. Uh, Yeah. I like that.
2: You guys always like run away to (laughs) Joao. Right, right, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We get excited, huh?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's an exciting name, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, it does, for
1: sure. (laughs) Especially when you're blown up. Oh my God. Obviously your name is is really special with the nickname that you share with your whole family, you know, with uh, Chumbo. Chumbo. Chumbao. Would that go with your dad?
2: Yeah, Shumba it's for my dad, Shumbo is for my brother, and Shumbing is for me. Yeah, <laughs>
1: where did that all start?
2: Well, I, I don't really know the story, but that this nickname came from my dad. Originally, Shumbing was for him when he was my age. So, yeah, time has passed and he had like me and Lucas, so... Shumbo for Lucas, Shumbing for me, Shumbo for him. It, what does it mean? Uh actually mean lead. Do you know lead? Yeah, yeah. Where like we used to fish. Yeah, exactly. So it's heavy metal. So um <clears throat> yeah, that's that's what it means. But uh looks. He explained it to me that back in the age was all about um something something on the tv cartoon or something
1: and it stuck yeah
2: and <laughs> it stuck with him that's
1: awesome and now he gets to share it with his with his two sons <laughs> he
2: got to share it with me and lucas yeah
1: so in portuguese <clears throat> chubao is that like big and then yeah like putting the inho like yours is little yeah oh that's cool
2: chumbo is actually the original name
1: yeah What's how you say it. What's your dad like? Like his personality? Well, my dad's like...
2: Well, how to... Oh, that's actually the first question about... That's actually like the first time that someone asked about my dad. And how is he like? Um, Well, he's like Lucas, basically. Or me. Well... He's kind of crazier, I feel, because he does surfing and he does skydiving and he likes motorcycle a lot. And he always had sports going on in his life. And he grew up in Sacramento. So, yeah, Lucas also likes skydiving because of him. I never really followed them too. So it's funny. That's that's just pretty much like you look you look to me to myself and Lucas, I guess like you have an idea how my dad it is. But he's kind he in person he's really reserved and a nice guy. Nice, easygoing guy.
1: That's great. It it really appears that you guys are all really close.
2: We are. We are really close. Our family is really, like, united. So, I
1: guess that's
2: one of the best things.
1: And for you is just growing up, not even just in surfing, but is your dad just really supportive? Is he like an encouraging dad? Does he try to motivate you? Can he be hard on you too?
2: Totally, totally. He, He really always supported me and that's basically something that really gave me so much motivation to keep going. Cause for me, it would be really heart heartbreaking to go home after such a bad result and see him. But he never really like let me get, he never like really showed his sadness or if he was disappointed at me cuz i guess he wasn't and that that was actually one of the best things for me going back home and see that he he got so much faith in me so that was really special like he he was always like this he was always like hey just take it easy just do Do the hard work, just go to the water, train more, and like things gonna come together. He he already he always had this mindset, and he always um, he always like put that put that really clear, so I could see that like nothing was over at all. So yeah, that was really cool from him.
1: Ah, that's great. Uh, the beginnings too, I'm guessing he he got you into surfing in Sakurama. Do you remember that first couple experiences of getting in the water and riding waves?
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't actually remember because my first wave was at three years old. So it was really young. And But like coming from Sakurama, having my whole family there, my dad and my mom there from... It was pretty natural for me to like grow up up next to the beach and just become a surfer. And dad's always loved surfing, never really like went went professional on it, but uh, he was always like just a surfer.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. And just passed it down. He must be so proud of you and Lucas on what you guys have done with your careers. I mean, a lot of people are introduced to surfing at a young age. Was it always supposed to be your job? Or do you feel like there was a a turning point at some age when you thought, maybe I can do this professionally?
2: I actually really do believe that that was a turning point at 15, 13 years old, um, where I really, like, could picture myself being a professional surfer. So I guess like before that was all was always like um, a cool thing to do, just be on the beach all day, hanging out with my friends and be able to surf and compete some events and just learn, learn and grow on the surfing, surfing lifestyle that It's just amazing for anyone else, not just for someone that wants to be actually a professional surfer. So yeah, and then things got serious and I really wanted to come meet with that and dad and mom and family always been so, so supportive. So yeah.
1: I heard a story through Felipe Toledo about a trip when you were maybe 12 years of age around there to Puerto Escondido. And he said that your dad locked your surfboards so you couldn't get to them. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I had a couple
2: similar episodes with my dad in Puerto, Indonesia, Hawaii, where I could never like, really surf big waves. I always try to follow my brother into like surfing pipeline, um, Desert Point when it's big, um, Puerto, which is such a gnarly beach break. So (laughs) it was funny, but I was really young. I kind of understand though. But (laughs) yeah, he sometimes really locked my boards in the room. So like, actually he never really locked my boards, but, he locked me, he locked me in the room so I can, I could just see the waves from the balcony and not, and not go surf. But I think he did the right thing though.
1: <laughs> so you're a 12 year old kid going the waves are huge and all you wanted it. You wanted a piece of these huge waves but your dad's like, hang on. So even though your dad has similarities to your brother is like an adrenaline guy, skydiving. He had some reasoning going, hey, Let's wait totally. a few years before <laughs> before Shumbino gets out there.
2: Well, totally he he always like really took care of like us pretty well and yeah, definitely like he wasn't really like comfortable in letting me surfing fifteen feet Puerto or pipeline so just hang on, <laughs> hang on there. Lucas too, Lucas, sometimes he would let me go. Sometimes he would let me not. He would say like, hey, no, that's gonna kill me. Don't do that. Like, I cannot let you go out there. That's gonna kill me. Mom's gonna kill me. You cannot go surf today.
1: Great advice. That's a job well done, but yeah. I'm sure that built that fire and that burning desire when you could finally get out there on your own. Something we hear about often is this special crew of friends. You have uh, Sammy Mateos Hurdi. Yeah. And I think it might have been Mateus. He told me you guys have a WhatsApp feed uh, with the three of you. We
2: do. We do have a WhatsApp group.
1: Do you mind taking out your phone and reading your last couple of messages? Well. I mean, if it's too top secret, you don't have
2: to. I know. It's not top secret at all, but. mm, Let's see. Well. Last... Last conversation between us was Merry Christmas. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Do you mind
1: firing it up for us real quick? Sending a little... Yeah, it was just
2: (laughs) Merry Christmas, my people. And Matt was Merry Christmas, brothers. And Sammy never replied, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy. Sammy's kind of offline a little bit (laughs) of our group, but... He, he does respond sometimes.
1: Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's okay. Special group of guys, all with a lot of talent. Yeah. And what I've been picking up from things I've heard you say in the past was they were had more talent than you when you were young. Is that true? And was that motivating for you?
2: Totally. Um, I don't think that would be Joao being without Mateos and Samuel. And they, they were really one of one of the big reasons that like I put so much into this sport. And I remember when I when I was in the World Juniors 2017 and I had a great event, had third place, but I was still feeling feeling it so behind them. And I was going free surf with them and I just somehow was feeling still behind them. Even having better results sometimes, I still feel behind them. And that kind of like brought me this fire going on that like I have to put into work. And I always saw them putting a lot of work. So that really pushed me to be like my very best, just be in the water, to be the best version of me. Not always like chasing them, but being the best surfer that I can be. So that was my mindset for a couple years, um, starting 2017, like to 2020, I guess that was like my mindset i just want to be the better the best surfer that i can be and then when i meet samuel and mathews again um shall we see like who is who is really the best but um Mateus and samuel has always, always been so nice to me when it comes about surfing and techniques and they they also taught me a lot so yeah, I had like two big guys or mentors kind of helping me out. So it was nice. It was nice, of, nice of them, though.
1: I'm sure there's moments when it wasn't easy. When you see them at the point where you feel like they're outsurfing you at the time. Yeah. Were there moments that you you doubted yourself with your career choice?
2: Definitely, definitely. There was moments that I was sure that they were out surfing me but i was i was honestly super stoked to be around them and even more stoked to see that they always treat me as as one of them so that really like motivate me that like nothing's over i just got to put into work and i can do it yeah i always had like I don't know why I always had the most positive mindset possible. So yeah, I never really doubted me.
1: Recently, I heard that you went seven years without a sponsor uh, through this time yeah, with that hard, hard situation to be in, not getting that kind of backing. What was that like?
2: Yeah, my, my very last sponsor finished at 2013. And since then I didn't have any men sponsor. I remember, I do remember that I started the QS at 2015 but only a couple stops, not even a full year. And then, yeah, had the whole QS thing probably without a sponsor, but never. I mean, as I told you in the beginning, my family being able to Get back home and see that they support me to keep going, and it was just a matter of time for them they they always told me, Hey, it's just a matter of time if you keep doing what you do you're gonna you're gonna get things together, things gonna come together, things' gonna come to your to your side and um so like. I always had the best environment at home which set me really good to go travel by myself and chase, chase results, chase um, improving my surfing and yeah.
1: Really so. feels like the support from your family meant more than stickers on your board and that really fired you up to success because really then that then led to that win in in Chile, right?
2: Yeah, it really did. Because, I mean, I always had the environment, the right environment at home, which always made me feel so comfortable to chase surfing and to chase championship tour. So um, and then hard work comes together, results comes as well and you see you're improving and you see your surfing getting better. And that's the second part of it. That's that's what like you say, like, oh, I, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see, I want more, I want more. So the second part of it, it's more, you are more on your own. You're like starting to see things and things are starting to come together. So like, okay, okay, I got this. Now I know the drills. Now I know the routine. Now I know what I want to do. So it's a, it's actually a really cool trans, um, transition when you start to see stuff like. Okay, I don't want to talk too much. I don't want to like tell anyone right now. But I'm, I'm seeing it. So just keep on the drills and keep doing this stuff that gonna get it.
1: Oh, that's great. And it's, a, it's such a great story when you see that pattern of seven years, no major sponsor, yeah. win in Chile Chile, you're starting to really believe in yourself. You sign with Volcom, then you're at the Volcom house, runner up in the Volcom Pipe Pro. All of a sudden you're on this just run of success, which just added to your momentum at the time.
2: It, yeah, um Vulcan started middle of two, 2019 and recently I just had one Chile. So I was actually really overwhelmed that year. I couldn't believe that I got my first win and couldn't believe that I would sign my with Vulcan. So would have my first contract with Volcom, and I was just okay. Things are here, but I got to the Challenge Series. Oh, actually, ten thousand events, um, ten thousand points events that year, which wasn't Challenge Series yet, and I still felt behind. I still felt behind Samuel this time. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Cause that was my first prime experience. I just, just got the points. I'm on the primes now. I can qualify or I can set higher goals. And okay, what's going on? Like had a couple events and had a shocker actually. Couldn't make past second round. Then I said, okay, okay. No one said it gonna, was going to be easy, but still felt a little bit behind um, in my surfing. Not only about Samoa, but still felt, okay, now it's another level. You're at the, on the primes. And next year, 2020, you want to do good. You want to set higher goals so what can can we do and yeah so even after getting the sponsor and and getting the first win i i still had reality really next to my feet and not all all the way up to my head
1: almost feels like did that recognition the backing volcom signing you a contest win, and then all of a sudden, did it feel like, you said overwhelming, but did that feel like, oh no, now I've got expectations from people outside of my family to perform?
2: Well, yeah, it's always a funny feeling, huh? Like, um, I really felt like that before I only had eyes on me, but the only eyes on me was coming from my family. And then I signed with Volcom, Got my first QS win and was starting my challenge series campaign. So people were expecting, people were expecting, people always actually expect me and Mateus and Samuel to make the tour. So yeah, there was this, this thing's going on, but. I really, I really always felt really comfortable. That time was actually for me was all about hard work and I was really just looking into get better at my surfing. So.
1: That's awesome. Uh, for you, you know, obviously you had a strong connection with Pipeline. As we start back to your rookie qualification, let's back up even before that. Was it just the most wildest dream come true when you officially qualified for the championship tour for 2022?
2: Yeah, it was. It was qualifying to the world, to the world tour that year was really, it meant everything for me. It meant the, the world for me. And it was just really relieving, I guess, just like the, the feeling of I made it, I made it. And 2020 was so crazy how pandemic hit everyone so hard. But actually, can I tell you, for me, felt like time stopped. And I had all the time in the world to do one thing, which was surfing. And I surfed, and I surfed, and I surfed. I surfed every single day of the pandemic every single day. Sacramento, luckily, wasn't shut. First, surfing wasn't, wasn't, was allowed. So I had every single day of that year to surf. Um, Besides all the tragedy, I was really like, I had this, I had something that clicked in my mind and say, hey, Whoever, whoever's gonna qualify after this, definitely uh, they might be surfing right now and they might, imp- they might be improving. So what are you waiting for? I, I had, that's that what it felt like for me. It was, hey, you have a big opportunity here. You ask for time, you, you, you like started the year, doing pipe and then had to to fly to get a flight to australia to do the challenge series and then you were wondering oh where i'm gonna feed uh, where i'm gonna put time into my surfing where i'm gonna how am gonna get better doing so many events so now with all all of this stuff happening, you you really have a lot of time. So that was a huge, huge thing for me, just to have the mindset of, I just wanna be surfing. I really wanna like do whatever I can. And I really feel that 2020 was a turning point for me, where I, by the end of the year, I was not even, close to where I was in the in the beginning so i was so far ahead i mean i actually felt so much better at my surfing so that was that was huge qualifying in the end of the year for me 2021 was amazing so
1: those opportunities are interesting in life aren't they when something can be really challenging and the tendency as human beings, we could sometimes focus on what we don't have and you looking at an opportunity to actually surf every day when the whole world's shut down and improve on your game. Um, I'm sure that was a just such a great aha moment for you to realize that, that you have it right in front of you. You've got a world-class wave in your backyard, a CT stop, you know, and I'm sure you thank Sakurama itself for all that it's given for you, especially during that time for your growth.
2: Totally, Sacramento is so special for me. I actually always had, I always looked to that place. Really, just growing up, watching events, watching big events like CT and and the QS ten thousand. I I've always dreamed so much about being on the big stage at my home break. So. It was actually really motivating just be able to have that place for myself during a whole week to to train and do whatever I can and really feel one of the best surfers on the wave. So, I guess that's what home breaks for, huh?
1: Totally.
0: (laughs) WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com/lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com/lineup.
1: Uh, who are some of the guys you looked up to growing up?
2: Well, I growing up, I always look up to Roe, which was a. He always lived in Sacramento, so lived really close to me and really became close to my family as well, always treated me and my parents and Lucas, um, such a nice guy, always treated me so well, so really always look up to him. And remember 2014, where we had Gabriel, first title came up and Gabriel was really have always been a hero for all of us, I guess.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Talking about the lead-up to you qualifying, how it meant the world for you to be a rookie on tour. You're finally there. The best highlight out of 2022 (laughs) on the championship tour. What was your favorite part of that rookie debut?
2: My favorite part of the rookie year was definitely my heat against John. At this wave behind me right here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was just too good, too good to be true. I knew it would be a battle. I knew John had really big chances of taking that heat, and as he did, but I was just really fired up that day, and I really, it really felt, it really felt that the hard work that I put in two years um, inside of my surfing really paid off at that heat to surf at that level and to do, um, to perform like I did. It was somehow, somehow I remember that I was really bummed about about the results but really deeply really deep inside I was so happy to like finally surf out of my skin and surf my very best so I was I was even like all set for the whole year just just after uh, just because of the heat I was so confident about anything I would do (laughs) any next set
1: so yeah that really set me up on a really good way probably my favorite heat of last year. That was so fun to watch. It was just such a great tale of rookie, <laughs> building your name on tour against the world champ, one of the best to ever do it, and going blow for blow with big numbers. Mm-hmm. Really great big. moment. What was the what was the hardest moment of your rookie year? The
2: hardest moment that's definitely was the cut, where Marks, I remember, I actually gonna go a little bit before that. I remember me sitting at this couch with Samo, and the ranking showed up in the TV and Sammy put the hands over my shoulder and said like, you got this and all stuff. And I remember, I remember me saying to him, hey, like, I don't know why, but I really feel, I really, I really f- feel that I'm going to turning this thing around and I don't know how, but I really feel that I'm going to turn things around at Marks, And I, I just feel so mo- motivated to keep doing it, to keep grinding at my way uh, up in there. So uh, that was basically the best I could do. Just be positive, extra positive and extra hopeful. So, he was like, "I know you did. I I know you. I know you can do it. Like you, you, like we're gonna get home and we're gonna replay your heat and you you will you will see how much you can do." And that that was funny moments and that's one of the reasons that Mark's came to to be so heartbreaking for me and because uh, I really. I really think I was gonna be able to turn things around, and uh, I don't know, just another close call against Ito. Such a fun heat, but not for the moment. Not for being cut off the tour, uh, cut off from the tour. So uh, it was just really messed up. In uh, in a big way, my head could, couldn't really like put together what to do next. So
1: yeah, that's was pretty sad. <laughs> that was a sad time. I think at Margaret River too. Remembering Samuel come up to you at that point, you know when you had officially been knocked off the tour. Do you remember what he he said to you then?
2: Uh, on the stairs. Um, yeah, I actually could cry right now, remember that. But yeah, I remember that I hugged him and he was, hey, like, listen to me. I'm, you know, you know I'm going to be in Snapper with you and we, you're going to turn this thing around. You're going to qualify in the end of the year. By, by the end of the year, I'm sure you're going to be in it and i'm sure you're gonna come back you you did s- such a good job here you you don't you have no idea how good it, you did and you just you just got to keep keep going i'm gonna be with you along the way and yeah that's was one of the things
1: that he said to me as far as like coming from those highs of the heat on the bowl with John, you know, even your performance at Pipe where everyone's celebrating how good this rookie is (laughs) out at Pipeline, and then to have a low right right at the, you know, it's so soon, like to feel that low to be sent back to the Challenger series. Did you know how to deal with that?
2: No, I didn't. I didn't at all. I felt so lost in the beginning. I remember that I told myself several times that I really didn't want to snapper or mainly. I really didn't want it to be, to be there, to be like one week after Marks to be getting the jersey again. I just didn't want to be there at all. And that, I don't know, I don't know if it was the best attitude coming out of me after being positive and for so long and being always always have always d- deal with stuff so differently. So that was my actually uh, that was actually the first time that I was really negative about stuff around me and opportunities ahead of me. So mm, I I remember that took me a couple months like two months to really recognize um, to really come through all of that and hey you gotta you gotta be satisfied with what you have right now and what you have right now it's the challenge series and what you have to do, you know what you have to do. So it took me, it took me two months. It took me Australia, Snapper Rocks, mainly Valido, um, soccer event at home, being a wild card. I was kind of there, but I wasn't really thinking on it. I was, I was actually, it was actually frustrating for me being there. But deep inside, like my conscious really told me all the time during that week that I wasn't really there. I was just there as a wild card. And that's really how I, I didn't want to be.
1: So, uh, you were still recovering. Yeah. You were still recovering from falling off tour. And even as a wild card at your home break, you were, you were like, I need to be full time. You still felt that as a loss, like you'd still... It's still, fall yeah.
2: Getting the wallet card in i emma I thought it was gonna be good for me. For a moment, I really just wanted to perform in front of the home crowd on the big stage, but didn't feel as satisfying as I thought. And I think, I think that's another big turning point in my life. Where I recognize that things that I that I done it wasn't actually wasn't actually gonna feel as good as I thought they would. So that that's what brought me back to back to to reality and say like, hey, you gotta be you gotta know that your place right now it's on the challenge series and. Sorry, John, you gotta accept that and you gotta go through it again. I think like part of me didn't wanna accept that I wasn't on the tour anymore and it took me long, but as I came through that, I think I came stronger. So that's when US Open happened, so.
1: What a turning point. So was it yourself that kind of pulled yourself in for that realization, or was it anyone else that had an influence on your comeback to form?
2: I think it was myself. I remember after Balito, just even after losing, I wasn't losing my mind anymore. Not like Snapper, not, not like Marks, not like Bells. I, I was just not losing my mind. Because I was in this transition of like, you know what to expect and what you got to do, it's two finals. That's what I was looking for. You just need two finals. You know that you're not on, on the very, on the highest point of energy levels and positivity but you really know what you gotta do. And what you gotta do is be tough, except that you gotta go through Challenge Series again to get back to where you want to be full time this time. So um, just, just really told myself several times that I really had to stand against everything, every negativity, or negative thoughts that would come through, I would just expel them again,
1: so. Solid, I just feel these themes in your life of all these awesome advantages you see with a adversity or a hard challenge and then overcoming them. Crazy, if someone could have just told you that in a few months you'd be number two in the world, like you are now, gosh. And I
2: wouldn't believe. <laughs> and I wouldn't believe, I really, would say, like, hey, like, take this guy, <laughs> take this guy next to me, like, take this guy, like, out of my sight. Like, I don't wanna see this guy. This guy's saying, like, nonsense things.
1: I would say that.
2: Because it, it, is, it, it is really special what is happening.
1: Falling off tour, going through those two months, getting the wild card, struggling with it, then teaching yourself to look at what you have in front of you. Getting back on tour for another shot and you haven't missed a finals day this year. Back-to-back <laughs> thirds in a win.
2: Uh I don't know, man. I, I I'm really just it's I think it's about balance and I I was just this past few events I was just uh, looking to do things a little bit different, but not so different. Uh, I remember beginning of the season that I was kind of feeling pressure about the surfing that I did last year. And I wanted to surf like last year. But was am I, was I going to be able to surf like last year? I don't know. So I had this little question mark to eliminate, and that's when I went crazy on it. That's when I went crazy in hard work in Brazil, after Haleva, and to get myself confident enough to go through any, any neg- negative thoughts. So, yeah. Uh, Basically, I was really looking to surf like last year, but doing things differently inside of the heat, I mean, strategy, strategy wise and energy wise, um, behavior inside of the comp site, outside of the comp site, what would I do on my routine? So times on the time on the phone, time inside of the water where I really want to put my energy. And so where I really want to focus all this energy of Joel last year, but where I really want to put all of that. And I guess this past three events I have been putting on the right place so far.
1: How different do you feel from your rookie season to where you're sitting today? You know, in the water with your surfing, also with the man that you are today,
2: feel that, feel that I had to go through some stuff to be where I am, and feel that how I felt last year—so confused, so messed up, without without any understanding of what is happening—and now. Really wanting to accept I guess everyone has bad moments and everyone has to, has to has your way to come through stronger and that was m- my way. That was actually the best thing for me to be where I am today. I guess every everything really does have a reason for it. And I had no idea last year that I would find myself here because I really was only looking to the very present moment. But yeah, I guess I'm just being, being lucky to experience um, coming from behind and be top two in the world today.
1: Number two in the world, that just, just feels
2: good. really grateful. Actually, I really feel grateful to be able to come through some hard stuff and do it. Just, just do it, because there is, there is where like there is stuff that you cannot come through, and I did it. I did it somehow. I did it. I. It if, felt if really relieving to requalify, and that that was. Yeah. Everything after was just bonus.
1: Congratulations, you've officially made the midseason cut. <laughs> Thank you. You <laughs> probably are aware of that by now. <laughs> uh, but now, how do you look at it? Experiencing it the hard way and, and now the good way?
2: Well, I remember that, that I also had my expectations really high for this season because I knew I would have to treat the tour differently. I knew I would have to stop being so innocent about it and stop being a rookie. I knew that last year I was experiencing every single thing for the first time, because I I qualified to the tour without ma- making a finals day on the QS on the Challenge Series, so high-level surfing I was experienced for the first time but on the tour already and with the mid-season cut so this year I I realized that I, I have ex, I have gained like experience enough to set higher goals and just really like hey let's let's set higher goals let's Let's hard, um, put some harder work into it. And yeah, let's not think, think about the mid season cut. Let's think about results. Let's think about chasing something bigger.
1: So, Your win, you won a championship tour event now. Yeah, and that is just parabench. That was a really special moment to witness for someone who's so young, you're 22, but you seem a bit older. You seem you got more maturity. Maybe it's because everything you've been through. Was that championship tour victory everything you ever imagined it, was it would be?
2: Everything.
1: <laughs> it was everything. I was, I was just like
2: so happy about it because I really do remember asking for a victory for so long, and I was on this. On those finals day last year during the Challenge Series season, I was hoping, oh my God, it's gonna be today. I'm gonna win a big event finally. Like, please, like, be today. And I, I guess I was just looking. F- I I was just looking for for the victory for so long and. That all came together in one perfect day at Portugal. Ah, everything about that day was so was so good. I, I remember every single detail about it. It, it, it just felt so good. It, I was over the moon really, after that final, after um, when I got up in the podium and looked to everyone to the home crowd, because it felt like home crowd. Um, So many Brazilians on the beach, and it was just so special. It was exactly how we imagined. I guess, like, I always had the opportunity to see Felipe Winnie, and Gabriel, Adriano. I always had the opportunity to see up close how it is like to be in your day on the day that Felipe just like goes through like every single heat surfing perfectly perfectly and get to the final and just clinch the title so yeah i was always wondering when this day was gonna come for me so it was exactly how i how i dream of
1: you mentioned Felipe real quick there i've noticed you guys have a really cool relationship from what I see. You know, from the tough rookie year, I'd, I'd always see him next to you. And through good times, he seems like he's always right next to you. Is, is he a bit of a mentor to you? Has he taught you a lot of things?
2: Uh, he's not a mentor for me, but he really does teach me all the time. Um, just the person that he is out, outside of the water. It's so inspiring, though. Just, um, I, I can I can say shortly that on the le- on the last two years, three years, he has been like the highest guy on my list, like to look up to. So yeah, it's just he's always teaching us somehow, even 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 not even trying. To teach us, he just teach through his attitude. So that's that's what true hero is. So that's how true idol is. Yes, someone that doesn't really need to do anything. Like um, doesn't really need to teach you or to like write a drill to really like. Uh, has something that like will be worth it for you.
1: I think uh, where we were, 2023, say the year's over. What what would you be most proud of with the end result? Oh,
2: uh, if the year's over? I don't know about that. Cause I really wanna put some, I really wanna put some stuff like up in there and I don't know. I don't know if I can picture my year over already because this year just has been too too good to be true. I wanna keep living it. I don't wanna be, to be over. But okay, year's over. Let's say that I got the finals <laughs> and I don't know. I would be just really proud of, of just, Become the best surfer that I can be, which is always my my um, deepest desire. Just wake waking up, waking up in the morning, and what can I do to be the best surfer that I can be? What can I do towards this goal? Because really, be the best surfer that I can be is my biggest goal for this year. Find the balance. Find the energy to go through like high and lows, and finish on the top. But for me, on the on the very top of my my way of seeing it, um, there is a ranking inside of inside of my mind, and I really want to win it. But I got I gotta do things right, and I gotta put hard work. And I got to serve. I got to making heats,
0: so. <laughs> too Manduka was founded in 1997 with the simple idea that a better yoga mat could make a world of difference. For generations, Manduka has revolutionized the yoga space by providing purposely crafted products that enable a more joyful practice, whatever that looks like for you. The collaboration between Manduka and Jerry Lopez honors Jerry's profound dedication to both surfing and yoga disciplines. The limited edition collection showcases Jerry's signature camouflage print inspired by his surfboards. It fuses his iconic surf style with Manduka's commitment to quality and sustainability, offering everyone a unique expression of their practice. We all know that having the right gear is essential and a yoga mat is no different. Feel the benefits of yoga with Manduka's soulfully engineered, eco-friendly products designed to inspire your practice wherever you go. The Manduka and Jerry Lopez Collection want to inspire you to practice yoga however you choose to. And from now until June 10th, you will get 15% off of all products when you visit manduka.com with the code lineup 15 That's manduka.com. Code the lineup 1515.
1: It's funny, isn't it? Like, I can kind of hear you. It's so normal, too. Like, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself because the present is amazing. You're number two in the world as an athlete, like, with people close to you. Do you allow yourself to talk about a world title and wanting it? Or is it something that you're trying to keep out of your head to stay where you are right now?
2: I have been trying to avoid this type of conversation, but of course the world title always come like in my mind a little bit. Am I ready to go for a world title shot? Am I ready to be in the finals? in the end of the year? Am I ready to go through all the high and lows that the World Tour offers? And I mean, there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff to happen. And that's why I think the best way to go through all of this is just to focus in the the stuff that I have the power to change and what i can change is really just to improve and to be a better human to be a better athlete outside and inside of the water find find the balance through the hard stops i think the pool going to be such a challenge for me i think sacramento going to be such a challenge for me where there's going to be so much pressure the home crowd is going to it's going to be all over us and we're probably gonna be really ahead on the rankings already. We don't know the scenario, so there's so much stuff that will happen, and I just wanna be ready to deal with, uh, with each one of them. So that's what I'm looking looking at right now. Of course, well, um title race and world title. It's it's always gonna be in my mind in the day, end of the day before I sleep, but I'll keep it, I'll keep short, I'll keep small
1: by now. Is there someone on tour you just wanna smash? Like combo, couple tens?
2: There is. And,
1: yes, tell me, here.
2: There is, and this guy uh, starts with Jay. And there is another J Fog. <laughs> oh get the my the God. It. <laughs> oh. It's gonna be so, it's gonna be, it's gonna feel so good when I get the first one <laughs> over him. But uh, there's a lot of guys that I want to smash actually. Uh, I don't know. It's just a tour. Even not taking personal, you take it personal. You, you really want to go up against everyone and do a great job, perform in a great way. So I guess that's what it's all about. Just go up against anyone and be able to be on your very best day on your very best surfing, ready to rock and roll and like just deliver big scores. I, I think that's one of the best things on the tour. Just go out there and be on the right day to deliver big scores that it doesn't it doesn't get any better than that.
1: And how good's is a, a rival that can bring fire out of you. You know, totally. where it can bring the best out of you. And what a great choice with John John, or I mean JJF, or (laughs) the initials that you said, because those are the uh, heats that just got us all on our feet. To see you go blow for blow a couple times in your rookie season right here at Bells, and for a chance to you to dig deep and bring it all out again. Uh, What a great motivating factor for you to have to actually really crave a heat like that, to crave that rematch. I mean, I want to see it happen this event at Bells. yeah
2: uh of course of course it it would be really cool um, just uh, I really feel John John um, brings the best out of me and yeah I like I like the feelings the feelings that I have when I'm on a on a heat with him and it's just so challenging i I really look up to him over so many years and now now being being able to share the, the lineup with him and going up against head to head and with the records that we had it's really motivating and it's exciting to like um things in, in the ne- in the very next heat so
1: But I think specifically, a lot of names you bring up are the people close to you. We know how strong your country is with backing each other, supporting each other. Sometimes those heats are the hardest uh, competitively. You're in the lead of that storm. You're you're ahead of Medina. You're ahead of Felipe. You're ahead of Italo right now. (laughs) What does that feel like?
2: I don't know. Um, I I wasn't actually thinking on that. And you just brought it up and now I'm actually thinking on it, so, uh, I don't know, it's, as I said, it's, I, I've been just enjoying the ride and been feeling really grateful and happy, like generally, like never really felt that happy on um, in my life. So, really, really feels so good to, to be where i am right now um, um mindset wise and surfing wise like just the people around me traveling with my friends traveling with the people that i love being able to to be here again um just one more opportunity so then i don't know that's that's really really what it's all about. I, I'm just on the happiest place, I guess.
1: Love it. I've heard about this Drake tattoo. Where is it?
2: Can't show, can't really show. Really? Can't really show. How come? Cause it's, it's top secret.
1: What? Is it on <laughs> your arm?
2: <laughs> it's top secret for the cameras.
1: Okay. But Mateus and Sammy. It's me, Mateus and Sammy. All have the same tattoo. And do they keep their secret as well?
2: I think they do. Okay. Is it for a
1: certain song? Or is it just... It's for a certain song. Which song is it?
0: Uh,
2: I don't even know. Because it was Samuel's idea and Mateus. And I went with them.
1: Right. Great idea.
2: I wasn't really, I wasn't really agreeing with like writing li- <laughs> lyrics from a song what is, Okay, what
1: does it say? You don't have to show me.
2: Ah, uh, it, it says running through the world with my woes, which it, on this song, it's, it's all about like it. it he, he put up as like, he, he runs through the world with his people. So that was before 2020 where me and Mateos and Samo was calling it, making the tour in the end of the year. So yeah, let's do something. <sighs> but I really wouldn't do the lyrics in my arm. But as I have them, that's okay. But I wish we, I wish we could have done something else. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's okay. They know. They know, I tell them all, everybody uh, all the time. I tell them, so that's okay. We are pretty clear with each, with
1: each other. That's, that's honesty. Ah, I love it. Oh, you're a good sport and a good friend because you guys are a good pack. Uh, just speaking of in general in life, what are you the most proud of about yourself?
2: Oh my God. Oh, you have some hard questions. Um, right now what I'm most proud of is really just, um, be able to keep in putting the hard work. Never really felt that like I slowed down for any reason or for being on the top. So that's, that's what I'm proud of myself. Just Really not backing off and not like slowing down, not relaxing, because things are far from the over, and we we really have higher higher goals than what is happening right here. We want to finish this year good, so yeah, I just really want to um, continuing being me, being humble and recognizing what I've, what I've been doing at the moment and still like um, putting more and more of myself in surfing.
1: I love it. Yeah. Joao, Chumbina, Tianka, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Best of luck, best of waves here at Bells Beach and beyond for the rest of the season.
2: Thank you, Joe. It was a pleasure to be here.
0: So that's it. That's one-on-one with Zhao Shianka, produced by Shannon Waller and hosted by Joe Terpel. I hope you enjoyed it. The fifth stop on the 2023 WSL Championship Tour season, the Western Australia Margaret River Pro, starts this week and will stream live at worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. I hope you safely get some waves wherever you are, and we'll see you soon. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup.